0: Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And
1: Phoenix, Arizona.
0: You are listening to Work Life 360.
1: This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work life related. I'm Rhonda.
0: And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started.
1: You want me to open or you want to open? What do you think?
0: No, you go ahead. <laughs> I liked when you, you, when you opened last time. It was great.
1: Did you? Makes All it right. easier
0: on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't have any script open, Bruce, but let's go.
0: Let's do Let- it. Welcome well, back.
1: Cool. Welcome back, everybody, to Work Life 360. Bruce and I want to thank you for listening in again with us. We value your time. We know that uh, everybody's super busy. And, yeah, Bruce, how's how's it going on your end?
0: Things are going well. We uh, made it through COVID. Uh, we we were sick a couple weeks ago and uh, it definitely put a strain on just schedules and spending 24 seven with the kids and trying to work and just, it was, and not feeling well. It, it was a, it was a stressful time, but we made it through. Uh, we're all healthy. Nobody was really that sick. Um, mm-hmm. we were very fortunate that, um, everybody's, I guess, symptoms were, were very mild. Uh, mm. nobody was, nobody was needed to be seen by a doctor. We'll say that, mm-hmm. um, the, the worst of it was just tired of fatigue, but uh, we're we're fortunate. We're back at it. Healthy kids are back at school. Uh, the Bengals didn't win the Super Bowl, which was a, you know, being here in Cincinnati, it was a exciting time. Hmm. You know, our city is not really known for its sports. However, um, <laughs> you know, after thirty years of of not really doing a whole lot um, and having a team that that people didn't even think would win six games this year, make it to the Super Bowl uh, was, was great. Um, and the fact that the game was close was just kind of the cherry on the top and what would have been great if they won, but you know, it's, uh, it's why we play the game. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, things were, things are going good. Um, excited for, you know, spending the next, you know, 30, 40 minutes with you and, and just saying some good words is um, as, as we talk about some mental health and kind of what it looks like in the workplace, uh, it'd be great.
1: Yeah, so I had mentioned to you this week, been participating in some Zoom meetings as we're assessing from the data our employees' well-being, not just at Global Trans, but nationally for Healthiest Employer Awards and recognition and just people that have made wellness a priority in the workspace. So each year at the end of the year um kind of put together information that we track throughout the year and then we use that information to fill out different application questions and it was interesting this week when they spoke to different organizations about what trends they saw in 2021 it's not shocking that over 60% of employers double down on their investment in mental health and well-being, which mm. was not the case go back to 2019. I mean, who was really talking about mental health and wellness in the workplace? Maybe just like a little bit of crumbs here and there, but really to make mental health and resources for mental health a priority, it was very insightful to see that, regardless of what industry, folks in on these calls—they're from all different types of organizations, whether it's education, construction, energy, um, financial services, government entities, healthcare, insurance, manufacturing, um, people in technology, telecommunications, nonprofit organizations—all different types of professional services and. Sports and entertainment world, and, and um, obviously the transportation and logistics industry, real estate, which you have a connection with, um, and hospitality. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody reported that they have doubled down on supporting employee wellness from a mental health space, you know. And I can just talk from Global Trans' perspective, and then you can share kind of what what your company does, Bruce. But we have an EAP program, which we talk about every single month in our wellness webinars. We showcase it. We highlight it. I've talked about my experience utilizing our EAP programming. Um, it's something that we offer to spouses, partners, and children which is wonderful not all organizations do that um, but they're becoming more open to providing their services to their team particularly with the remote work shift because now we're working at home and then these other bodies are in the same space obviously can cause some friction um, and changes in the in the dynamics of what work looks like which we've been talking about that's one of the whole reasons why we have put this podcast together. But then we're also at Global Trans, obviously with my role, I'm a behavioral health consult for our team. So I get into some of the anxiety and the frustrations and the conflicts that our team is experiencing. We'll either recommend different behavioral tactics to kind of manage through some of the anxiety um, and change maybe the reframing in the mind about some way some of the employees are dealing with. Anxiety, and then we also, through our Health Joy app and our on site clinic, have additional services. So, for maybe someone who wants to reach out for support and they want to do it in a super private kind of way where it's Mm not, you know, with someone internal, we also provide that as well. And it's been unlimited, so that's been a change in our organization. So, before there was a cap. And there was simply the EAP program. Now, you know, my role is predominantly focused on mental health and well-being, while still some of the other wellness aspects as well. But then we also have the app that we use through Mutual Omaha, and then through our on-site clinic, which is accessible to everybody through telemedicine now, excuse me, we now have additional health coaching, mental health coaching for our team from a vendor, which I salute our people ops team for making that a priority because of the surveying of of last year.
0: So EAP program, kind of go into details as to what that is for myself and maybe others that don't know.
1: Oh, this is an outside vendor, Mutual of Omaha. If we need or we would like to entertain the idea of reaching out to a therapist for support for ourselves or our family, we can call the number directly and just give our employee information. And we are provided three sessions through Mm -hmm. this program. So for instance, say we wanna work on our relationship with our spouse or maybe with our children or even just for ourselves. we are allotted three sessions. Say there's a life event, maybe someone has a death or there's some issues with substance abuse or domestic violence. Um, or maybe a change in the family dynamics, you get additional free services. When you don't have that type of health insurance, it's very costly. I mean, it's easy, $150 out of your pocket. So they are very thoughtful, ask you if you're in immediate danger. If that's the case, obviously they would give recommendations. And based upon your needs, so say for instance, you're someone who's in a home where maybe there's some alcohol usage issues creeping up because of coping skills with how life has changed. (laughs) They will Mm -hmm. look based upon where you live, your demographics, your preferences, maybe you have a cultural preference, and then they will find someone that fits your personal needs. So for instance, they may recommend a psychologist or a psychiatrist that has work with cognitive behavioral therapy, known as CBT, or maybe they have a specialty in dealing with substance use issues. You know what I mean? So depending Mm -hmm. on the issue, they can cater the service to whatever the employee needs. And I would say, this is what I tell my team anyway, understand that they will make a recommendation for you and then set up the appointment for you, which is lovely, but know that just like with coaching or personal trainers or what have you, different strokes for different folks. So, mm-hmm. you know, so if someone attends a session with a counselor, there needs to be that therapeutic relationship with that person. So, just like you're we finding a medical doctor, it's really important that that person that you meet that there's a connection there because if not, then there's gonna be some some issues with obviously disclosing information that maybe you would keep closer to the heart. Um, Mm -hmm. So we always tell our team, we want you to seek support, but if you're not feeling that that support is exactly right for you, hey, no worries, find someone else. So for instance, somebody who's maybe been in the military, there are different types of styles, different types of counselors who maybe have had experience and they've been in the military is basically what I'm trying to say. So that they're able to relate with that counselor. Um, I think that's really super important. So someone who maybe has had similar experiences so that you can relate to them well enough, whether it's male or female.
0: So now if, if you're if we're a business owner we're looking to adapt this or invest into it how does a company go about doing that
1: Well we use MJ insurance so through okay. MJ insurance our partner they recommend additional vendors for services, um, just like HealthJoy. Our HealthJoy app will list all the different benefits that we have through our partnership with MJ Insurance. So MJ Insurance really is the catalyst for us that we rely on them. And then through their recommendations, we select what EAP service providers will work best for our culture too. So culture is really important.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned one thing, just the, the personality of that matchup, um, between therapists and and person seeking help is so important and you're exactly right. I mean, there's, there's some vulnerability and if, if you're not connecting with the person on the other end of the phone, you're, you're going to hold back. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're not going to be as open and, um, just vulnerable with that person just because of the personality matchup isn't, isn't perfect. And, um, I know with us, one of the things that we do, um, and take very, very seriously is, is when we partner people up with a coach, the one of the first thing they do is they take, um, it's called navigate, which is a personality assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really spend a lot of time and energy making sure that that relationship and that personality match, you know? So, um, I don't know how familiar with the disc profile partner with the people at the disc. uh, Um, and so we want to make sure that we partner somebody who is a D with a coach that's a D and somebody that's an I with somebody that's an I, because those those personalities tend to get along well together. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just one, one way that we kind of go about making sure that, we're making an impact um, you mentioned um, you know the surveys that were are sent out for recognition what's the and, and maybe you not you might not even know this, but what's the response rate that's that's needed to well for to score high or to score?
1: Right. Well, for our team, you know, I'm privy to that data. Again, through MJ Insurance, we have um, quarterly and then an annual follow up on the data that we collect from the clinic, from health claims, from health risk assessments, from different lifestyle programs that we offer to our team. Biometric screenings is another one. So, so you're asking me, how do we? So we collect. Let me go back. So we, so we put out a health risk assessment. With our team and survey them on a whole conglomerate of issues, whether it's financial health, again, mental health, how they feel supported with their financial well being, gym memberships, disease management, lifestyle programming, coaching, health risk assessments, biometric screening. We track how many people use the on site clinic, how many people engage in telemedicine, how many people are getting flu shots, COVID shots, all of COVID shots. We offer that free here, not only for the employee, but for the families as well, like allergy screenings, chiropractic services, acupuncture, the whole conglomerate We have access to that data, not the employee's name, obviously. That information is kept private through MJ Insurance. So they share the information, What we see in terms of health claims, where we're seeing more employees engage in treatment for whatever the ailments are, based upon that information, that's how we scale our wellness programming for the next year. So all Mm. wellness programming is based upon the data that we collected and we kind of talked about. We talked it through in December, even though we didn't finish the year completely because we're getting ready to roll out programming for January, February, March, April. So we survey our team internally, and then before we merged with Worldwide Express, our CEO at the time sent out an email asking everybody, so it came from the top, please value your wellness and your well-being in the workplace, please make sure you finish completing the survey if you have not already. So it's one of those trying to get employees engaged and when it comes from the top, people are more likely to respond. We're pretty fortunate. We have a good pulse on our team. They're very aware that we're invested in well-being, So we see a lot of engagement and participation throughout the year whenever we're assessing whatever it is that they need. And we have a wellness team, so that helps. We have different wellness ambassadors. At different locations so that they kind of let us know if maybe we need to focus on one area of a wellness more so than another based upon their location obviously and some of our locations have closed so now there are more people working remotely some of our office locations are changing so there's a lot of flow and change still a lot of transitioning happening but thankfully, our employees are pretty engaged when we reach out. I don't know if that's answering your question.
0: No, that's great. So um, you've been in a lot of seminars, a lot of workshops, a lot of training the past couple of weeks, um, conference. What are some of the big like, Ooh, I didn't know that. that, that you kind of pulled from trainings.
1: Like most of everything I've heard, been in this industry for almost 30 years now, so mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with um, the way things have changed, but I think the most beautiful thing that I've heard that was like ah was those folks that come from the healthcare industry because they were the frontline workers essentially during a pandemic and they witnessed a lot of death of coworkers, of family members and yet they were still expected to show up. Certain people in certain roles, they still had some folks transition to working remotely. I believe the number was like 67% of people in the healthcare industries were able to divvy up the job where some people could work remotely while some folks obviously still had to come in. So one of the things they would do, particularly for people who would, provide senior care is they created these wellness buses that would go around to different people's homes to make sure they're providing them with uh, support, whether it's a wellness care package, providing massage therapy or chiropractic therapy to their employees that were in spaces that were kind of hard to get to. So some of their employees now they're not coming in to the healthcare facility. They're visiting patients at their homes. They would have these little vans go to find the healthcare workers and provide some support really? to them. Healthy meals on wheels. I like, love it. Um, and just like I forget the name of what they called it, but like these, where they would go and they would decorate a van with just like smiles and then bring balloons Boy. and just trying to create a sense of joy. Or support during very 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 dark times. I thought that was Gosh, just why can't why can't wow. that
0: be on the news? <laughs> why can't why can't the news cover that? Yeah. Oh, that's great.
1: And I did see little glimpses here and there, videos of different things uh, organizations were doing, particularly in that space to create fun, right? But then mm-hmm. I hate to bring this up. Not everybody was open to understanding how important it is to see a nurse or doctor smile at work Mm. particularly if they have someone who is sick you know and near death you know what I mean it's kind of hard I guess Mm -hmm. I'm just making that assumption because there was some backlash I recall seeing that like some people complaining when they're see these doctors and nurses doing dances down the hall or like sometimes when you're in that space and you're so fearful of losing a loved one you put judgment and then you start to blame like how could they take five minutes my my spouse has been waiting in the halls for three four hours and can't get out of bed just be honest we saw some of that unfortunately play out but thankfully those folks in leadership positions you know you have to kind of have some mental toughness against that kind of stuff and understand that your employees' health and well-being is vital because if they're Mm -hmm. not healthy, how are they going to care for the patient that's been sitting, hanging out on the gurney for the last three or four hours? There's no way they're going to be able to sustain providing critical care unless they're finding some way to release the tension and just the pain the suffering that they're witnessing day to day.
0: You know, when you, when you talk about the nurses and the doctors, um, that makes me think of a group that, so I I go to the gym every single morning. You you get your same group of people that are always there, right? You kind of get your, your little, you don't know each other very well, at least Mm -hmm. not at my gym. I I see them every day, but I don't like converse with them. And, you know, every once in a while, like give them a, a, Hey, how you doing? You know, look, and um, when you mention that, I do. I go back to a year from or a year ago, and there's a group of nurses that work every, work out every morning about the same time I do, and I remember in about a year ago they were much more happy. Just their demeanor was a little bit happier, um, and I was thinking about them like just recently, like this week and maybe last week, and they're not as Bubbly, um mm-hmm. because they're fa- they're it's a they're no I'm not calling anybody old but <laughs> they're an older group of of women and uh they just don't didn't have that pep that I noticed you know a year ago so um it's, that's just an interesting ob- yeah. observation I just had so yeah
1: well the folks on the calls that I've been on also obviously, you know, we talk about in logistics and supply chain world and transportation the issues with retention and getting people to fill roles where people have dropped off the workforce. They're having the same issues. One doctor said he had 172 open positions for nurses. Hmm. They can't fill those positions quick enough, partly because. COVID has also impacted training. We saw that with the truckers. There was less people able to go get their CDLs because of restrictions and social distancing and what have you. The same thing happened in that space. They're not taking as many nursing students, which is creating another issue now. And then the burnout. So a lot of nurses really did burn out and they've left. You and I mentioned we uh, have a woman on the podcast here who left the field because of that very reason. Uh, She just couldn't take it anymore. No judgment there. She had been in the profession for a long time and she was like, that was just a little bit too much for her to bear. And Kudos to anybody who has been in that profession. You did the best you could. If you've left that profession, like we completely understand that, I can only imagine. But for those still showing up, for those nurses, Bruce, that you're referencing there, I, you know, I'd be curious to find out why you're seeing the change there. I'm, I'm wondering if they're still feeling supported in the workplace, or if yeah, because of the issues with hiring, maybe they're being. Stretched, stretched out a little thin. bit yeah stretched out a little bit yeah. too thin so
0: um and if i had to put a, an age range on them it's mid 40s low 50s ish so some burnout you know i don't I don't know if uh they're just exhausted you know mm-hmm. but they still want to work out because they still you know have a good accountability system with each other um yeah i don't I'm not quite sure what's going on there and mm-hmm. um yeah, just a, that when you were talking about that, just a weird observation that popped in my head of like, yeah, I I, I see that mm. without seeing it, you know.
1: Yeah, I would say the other the other enlightening thing that I took to heart was lots of organizations have added to their bereavement policies, their PTO policies for grieving, extra time off, obviously for vaccinations. A little bit more suicide prevention resources, mm. uh, paid time off for mental health services, and even offering pet therapy and different virtual therapy options for mental health and well being in the workplace. So,
0: I will say so you mentioned pet therapy, uh, that's becoming more popular. I coach a guy who's an office manager, and there's a company in his town that they drive around with a truck or with a van full of puppies (laughs) and they bring them to the workplace and they just let the dogs (sighs) into the office and they run about and everybody pets the dogs and all excited. And, uh, they're there for an hour and then they leave. Um, and then they go to the next business and they just let the puppies out and they bring them back. Um, yeah, that he said that like, he started doing this, um, right before the pandemic. It wasn't, it was pre-pandemic and it, he has seen a a shift in his employees. Like they get really excited on the days that the dogs are coming. Mm-hmm. It's like people are bringing in treats. Aww. They're, you know, they're, they got toys for the dogs. It, it's a big, it's a big day in their office. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they come every other week. I think, um, I have to ask, ask Jake how often they're coming, but That's yeah, awesome. they, they come every other week or something like that. And, he said it's so funny, like, there are all these puppies just barging in the door, and <laughs> they have at it.
1: Well, I think for anyone who's looking to make some strategic planning decisions, obviously we are very mindful of that in in December and then again in January. I think it's got to come from employee input, their feedback, their job satisfaction, which we've talked about. Do they feel engaged in their work? Data from from previous years, hopefully if you have it, awards and recognition is really important, I think, too, having wellness ambassadors, and tracking things like your total healthcare spending, seeing where prescription spending has increased, notice if there's any issues with any chronic conditions that are showing up, like type two diabetes, so then start to talk Mm. about, you know, different behavioral health changes or adjustments to kind of mitigate some of the costs there. And then social determinants of health, where do people live, where they live demographically, what access to services do they have based upon where they are, based upon their family needs, obviously biometric screenings is really important. I'm lucky to tap into that space a little bit. Just kind of thinking long term about where the big risks are, but then also finding out What would your team enjoy? Because you can have all this information and collect all this data. Mm -hmm. But getting your team engaged is really important. And I think that comes with getting back to that culture place. Do people feel valued? Do they really feel supported? Do they think that you really are invested in their well-being? All those little things like checking in, saying hello... All those little water cooler moments that are kind of hard to have now, are we still having them with our Mm. team? And I would argue creating a social media engagement opportunity on different platforms where employees are engaged, where you're showcasing them, obviously with their permission. I think that is really a way to generate a positive vibe, positive buzz about workplace Mm. well-being. with a marketing team
0: and if you want to talk employee engagement and satisfaction it does it doesn't have to cost a lot either um you know some of the like i I work with a company that (laughs) he his he spends a lot of money on his team and he feels because he's spending a lot of money that he's getting it's the best way right Mm. oh i'm spending all this money on my team like they got to be the happiest um and I challenged him on that to send out a survey a, an employee a, an employee engagement survey and it wasn't the money that they were excited about um he wasn't in tune with what how they want to be rewarded um and and come to find out it was simply time off like mm. Even if it was unpaid time off, they would rather have unpaid time off than a cash bonus at the end of at the end of a competition or at the end of the like a bonus payout period. Um, and he would have never um, known that had he not asked mm-hmm. right He would have just assumed that because he's throwing all this money at the problem, not that it's a problem. I'm sorry, that's a bad word. Mm-hmm. He's throwing all this money towards his team's progression that they were happy and, and he was, he was wrong. So um, I love the idea of the surveys and getting them engaged and, and really digging into what makes them happy. What, Mm -hmm. what's the wellness of your employees? Because without the wellness of the employees, you have nothing. And, and being in transportation or whatever industry you're in, um, every industry has their struggles. Every industry has their um, bumps in the road. And when those bumps are felt, if the employees get rattled, um, it's hard to come back from those bumps.
1: It's really important to figure out what incentives are going to drive behaviors when it comes to wellness behaviors. So for some folks, it might be some type of... Um, Financial contribution to, say, a employee spending account. So if employee engages in three wellness initiatives throughout the year, the company will make contribution to a spending account for them or a discount on gear on a corporate store. Uh, gym memberships, discounted gym memberships, obviously extra PTO or just helping pay co for educational purposes maybe if they're trying to deal with a certain issue maybe you pay for some counseling for them or um you know just again recognition small giveaways reward points that they can turn in for something else and just Mm -hmm. really i think champion them in a way that makes them feel like their health matters um to our collective success, I think is really important.
0: I couldn't agree more, and um, there's some companies that are great at it, and then there's some companies that are not, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and the ones that are great at it, I I feel succeed the most, Um, whatever Mm -hmm. success looks like to them, and uh, my wife works for a major financial institution, and this is, this topic is, so high on their list of priorities, uh, probably one or two, number one or number two in their list of priorities. The, the well-being of their employees hmm. is is at the forefront of, of their culture.
1: Yeah, And I think for any listeners, um, if you don't have workplace wellness, speak up speak Mm -hmm. up make your case heard and encourage your teammates to do the same and then hopefully you just ask your team to put a survey out would you like to see wellness in the workplace it's really costless there's so mm-hmm. many little things that people can do, and maybe people that are into fitness and wellness, you know, maybe they'd like to take the initiative to start some small programming. I mean, just like we did this month, intermittent sitting. So every hour, every you get up for five minutes, I mean, that costs us nothing to do that. And then once you have buy in, make sure that uh, when you begin any type of wellness programming, that you're getting the data, you have the reports, you find out what the engagement level is, and that you're providing wellness programming based upon the requests of Mm -hmm. your team because if you're doing just what you want, it's not gonna work, trust me. Even if you know that it's important to make some changes based upon the data, with eating habits, unless your employees understand why and you're educating them and getting them to buy into what you're selling, it's not going to work. So um, find out what motivates them and then go from there. Right? Yep. Anything yep. else, Bruce?
0: No, that's, I I think we hit on a very important topic and uh, one that is definitely close to my heart. Um, but I, I, I love it. I think that if if employees and employers can raise a, not just necessarily awareness, just be okay, getting messy with it, mm-hmm. um, good things are going to happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening in. We hope that you uh, take to heart workplace wellness and how important it is to your success, both in your work life and in your personal life. Awesome. That wraps up this episode of worklife 360.
0: Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife 360 Podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at SWC.com.
1: If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at PlanningTheSeedsForHealthyLiving.com. Thanks for joining us.